The following program contains mature subject matter. Listener discretion is advised. The latest trends and hottest topics, love and sex, handled honestly and with passion. Here's Dr. Lori, CJAD 800. Sitting in tonight is Paris Mansouri. Welcome to Passion, a show all about sex, love, relationships. We can say things after 10 o'clock on CJD 800 that we can't during the day. My name is Paris, sitting in for Dr. Lori. She's away. She's on vacation. If you want to check her out at Dr. Lori Batito on uh, Instagram and on Facebook, you're going to see she's in Florida in sunshine. You can message her and we can all live vicariously through her. She's going to be back on Wednesday night. I'm going to keep her chair warm while she is away. So tonight is Friday night. We're going to talk about love and relationships and everything in between, but in terms of what's going on in the news. And uh, I have a partner in crime tonight, again, because it's so much fun. It's so much fun whenever I get to uh, do this show with you. Media producer and host Davison is in studio with me to join the conversation. And you are invited to join us on this Friday night. If you are in Montreal and tuning in, it's a little cold. So we hope to warm up your, you know, your ears, your thoughts. And we invite you to join the conversation with us. Welcome to you and welcome to Davison. Thank you for having me yet again. I'm your partner in crime. It's always better with two. Two is better than one. (laughs) And some would say three or five. (laughs) This is always a judgment free space. I do like to at the beginning of the show, there's an extra disclaimer. I'm not a medical professional. I'm not a doctor either. Like Dr. Lori, I don't specialize in sexuality. I produce her programs. um, And I invite guests to discuss topics with me. So that's how we're going to do it tonight. And you guys are going to be our third panelist on the program tonight. So we're going to talk about Canadians and how we feel about marriage. We're going to talk about... um, Watching a lot of TV together, binge watching shows, is that good or bad um, for relationships? And we also saw a list of tips. Uh, BuzzFeed placed um, or actually posted uh, an article called 25 Super Honest Sex Tips That Women Want You to Know. And Davison and I went through a couple of them and you know, we didn't even go through the entire list and most of them, she's shaking her head. Most of them, do we agree or disagree? We disagree with the point. I was so surprised. So we're going to go through that list together. And um, sleeping with an ex, it's a bad idea. It's a good idea. It's something you've thought of doing that you kind of want to, you know, play around with maybe in your head and follow through with or not follow through with. There's actually a study about whether or not it's a good idea. So we're going to be talking about that a bit later. You can join into the conversation at any point in time, 514-800, if you want to text us. If you want to call us, it's 514-790-0800. We're going to start with Canadians wanting to get married and not wanting to get married. Apparently, we think it's unnecessary. Davison, before I start with what the new study says, do you think it's necessary or not? Absolutely not. Really? It's a uh, No, a commitment is necessary if okay. you want a long-term monogamous relationship or even a long-term open relationship. But the, the, the legality, the paperwork, no, it's not. Okay. 
So we're going to, I love it. Somebody texted already about sleeping with an ex and they say it's a bad idea. Tune in because we're going to tell, well, I'm not going to tell you anything because if you think it's a bad idea, it's a judgment free space. It's a bad idea for you, but I'm going to tell you what the survey says coming up a little later in the program. But right now I want to hear your take, or actually Davis and I both want to hear your take. Is marriage unnecessary? Yes, or no, tell us, 514-800. So a new poll sheds light on the changing attitudes towards tying the knot. So it says that Canadians today are less interested in tying the knot than ever before. The Angus Reid Institute conducted an online poll of more than 1,500 people to understand the changes in attitudes towards marriage across Canada. 53% of participants say it's not necessary for couples to tie the knot if they want to spend the rest of their lives together. And one in six participants said they're not interested in having marriage as a milestone. The Institute found correlations between the participants' own marriage status and opinion. And basically, a generation ago, the idea of living together but not being married was considered living in sin. Mm -hmm. The social taboo associated with being together and married, though, is now pretty much erased. Would you agree with that? Yeah, absolutely. You don't find there's any correlation? Like, you still find people get judged for living with someone before getting married? Maybe in certain communities, but on average, no, not so much. It's almost expected, right? You're tr you're you're testing the waters before you make that big commitment. You obviously disagree with this, Paris. You obviously think that it is important to get married. I don't think it's important to get married or necessary to get married. But at the same time, if you're going to get married, I don't think it's necessary to live with a person. If you're getting married for the, the true reasons that you really want to partner with that person... I think there are so many superficial things like he leaves his socks lying around or he doesn't take out the trash as often as I want. It's I, it's not the basis of a relationship when the other person is being supportive of you, supportive of your dreams, really a partner, kind, thoughtful, compassionate. You can tell those traits ahead of time. You know, you don't need to live with a person to see that they're considerate. You don't need to live with a person to see that, you know, if they're stingy or if they get angry, you can travel with the person and really get to know someone very quickly. But to follow your line of thought then, then what's the difference if you move in right away or you wait? Why wait then? If if it's all about the connection, yeah, absolutely. then you might as well move in before you get married. But then but that's. But what then, I'm what saying. do you have look, to look forward to? No, is that no, I, no. What I was going to say is, but then, then why get like? I don't see mes marriage as necessary. Oh, okay. I, thought, I agree. I, I, oh, I thought you were you were disagreeing with no, it. no, I, no. Because it looks like you, you're like, no, marriage is this thing that is sort of important, and there's a there's a reason for it. Is that where you're going with this? No, full disclosure. I've been married. And, yeah, I know you and have. I would. I I don't. I'm not. I'm, I've never sworn off marriage. I'm open to it, but I do not think marriage is necessary. And having said that, to people who are getting married, though, and a lot of people insist on living together yeah. before getting married, I don't think you need to live with someone before you get married. That's all I'm saying. No, I, I don't think you do. But I guess the the, the truth about the, the banalities of life is only revealed once you truly live together. Like, you're talking about all these high-level values and, and this kind of spiritual kind of connection with someone, but the pragmatic reality of living with someone is more socks on the floor 
than it is, you know, this yeah. beautiful connection that's flawless and effortless and free flowing. And the other thing is life gets in the way. So it does. And finances get in the way. They're saying the cost of weddings are also a concern for millennials uh, that are either putting off or rejecting getting married. Uh, somebody texted and saying the paperwork is important, just protects you in retirement and pensions. That's yeah. from Sean. Um, if you want to join the conversation by text, it's 514-800. Somebody else says, Paris, the need to get married is over. You must make sure that you both have spousal rights. Ah, interesting. So the so the whole concept of marriage, I think these texters are agreeing that maybe getting married is not that important. But when you are somebody with someone long term, being that person's spouse legally gives you rights. Yes, that just being their partner does not. But we do have laws in Canada, though they vary from province to province, wherein if you're living with someone long enough, you you basically become their de facto spouse, you become their common law spouse. In Quebec, it's different because there's no division of assets when you split up. However, in other Canadian provinces, if you've lived together, I think for more than a year, if you split up, you get half. You get half. That's a tough pill to swallow. Yeah, well, uh, I mean, then again, you formed a living relationship and you're sharing in expenses and you formed a life together. So it sort of makes sense to me to a certain degree. Okay, well, we're going to continue talking about this for a little bit. We got another text that came in. We're talking about marriage. Is it necessary or unnecessary? If you want to let us know, text us at 514-800. But uh, right now, you're listening to Passion. We're on... Every weeknight from 10 to 11, I'm talking love, sex, and relationship. Tonight, Davison hosts a uh, co-host with me in studio tonight. Dr. Lori is away. Your relationship's on the line. Connect with Dr. Lori now. 514-790-0800. Passion. News Talk Radio. CJAD 800. Sitting in tonight is Paris Mansouri. Welcome back to the program. Dr. Lori is away uh, on vacation. She's going to be back on Wednesday. I'm keeping her chair warm. And tonight we are talking about relationship, love and sexuality in the news. I have Davison in studio with me. She's my co-host for tonight. She's a media producer and um, she does a lot of things on the Internet. Where can people connect with you? They can find me on YouTube.com slash Davison Video One. I am Davison Video on Instagram and I run a Patreon at Patreon.com slash Davison Video. And what can people find when they visit you? Uh, well, on my Patreon, it's edgier work. So I try out weird internet trends. I do things like implied nude photo shoots. Uh, obviously, you can't show those images on Instagram without getting a community guidelines violation. But on my Patreon, you can experience the full Davison experience. And on my YouTube channel, <laughs> it's very... <laughs> you like the Davison experience? I'm just wondering, what is that? <laughs> <laughs> what is the Davison experience? It's unique. It's creative. It's meme burlesque. It's hard to define me other than I'm sexy, interesting, and internet-y. I've never heard anyone being dis described that way. <laughs> exactly. internet -y. Okay, so we've been discussing marriage being unnecessary. There's a new poll that basically shows that Canadians have changing attitude attitudes towards tying the knot. Uh, an Angus Reid Institute poll uh, that basically polled 1,500 people says that 53% of participants say it's not necessary for couples to tie the knot if they want to spend the rest of their lives together. And we had a few texters text us their opinions on this. Is marriage unnecessary? You can let us know. 514-800. Um, somebody texted in saying, 
If you are poor and have children and are not married, people look down on you like the children were a mistake. Why wouldn't you secure your financial future by being married? Wealthy people get married for money, not love. So poor people or poor women who do not get married are seen as not securing their future. Somebody else says, why was it so easy back generations ago? As a millennial female, I feel ripped off from the chivalrous treatment older generation men used to give. That's part of the reason I prefer dating older men. That is so true. If you do have, um, you know, the kind of mentality where you, where you, you have quote unquote, and I don't like the term traditional roles. I feel like any role you want your partner to have, I, I don't like the definition that it's traditional. It's what you want because because oftentimes when you say traditional, it's got a negative connotation like, oh, well, you're not an em- emancipated female. Yeah, sexist connotation. Absolutely. I don't like that. If if you if that's the kind of relationship you want, then good for you. And if you're a man who wants to stay at home and raise the kid, I, don't, I hate that that's called, quote unquote, untraditional. I think she's romanticizing the past, perhaps. She's just she just has uh, a different expectations for her partner that probably are better filled by someone who's older, where, wherein the, the norm was to treat a woman differently than is you know, now, which is a lot more egalitarian. And sometimes, the, to a certain degree, I do think that younger men are trained more to be a little bit more emotionally aloof than they used to be and perhaps in terms of caretaking or or spending money on their partner there you know the, it's expected that both people carry equal uh weight which isn't a bad thing but i think sometimes that doesn't lead to less um caretaking which is what i think she's talking about when she's talking about chivalry but beyond that i think there's a lot of expectation now for women to be more independent anyway mm-hmm. so you're looked down on the moment that you do want somebody to take care of you, it's like, oh, why can't you take care of yourself? Well, yeah. And I mean, the attitude of why can't you take care of yourself is back to what I was saying before. I think that does unfortunately result in people operating as two uh, distinct uh, you know, entities that are not interdependent, which is a bad thing because in, in an ideal relationship, you need to be uh, interdependent. Okay, then. Uh, Somebody else says, I dated a girl for eight years from the age of 18, and I was pressured into getting married, so I didn't want to lose her. I bought the ring. We got engaged, had an engagement party. I wasn't really ready. But anyways, long story short, she left me eight months before the wedding, so I'm scared to ever trust someone again. Living with a person is enough. It's just a title and a reason to spend money and your relatives to talk bad. Well, we were saying during the break, though, that there is a legal justification for getting married, right? In terms of the, the texters quali- were saying that I was not. I, I, I sort oh. of agree with them, right? Especially okay. in Quebec, because if you don't get married in Quebec, you aren't entitled to spousal support. And uh, it, 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 there's no common law uh, laws here. So there is an advantage. And tax wise, there's an advantage to getting married. Also, it simplifies things if somebody uh, dies, right, in terms of uh, the estate. Uh, but in terms of the quality of the relationship, I think you and I both agree that it's it's just a formality. It's not necessary. It's the commitment that matters the most. We are agreed. Uh, somebody else texted saying, Paris, some of us grew up believing the Walt Disney version and they lived happily ever after. To to that texture, how did it turn out? Life is long and complicated, my friends. Expect expect to go through multiple relationships when you're married to one person with the same person. 
You go through phases. You go through ups and downs. No two relationships are identical. I, I was with agree. someone on and off for 17 years and we're sort of semi back on again. And I, I can tell you, like, it, it is sort of happily ever after, but the story is very complex. There you go. Uh, somebody else saying, you talk about millennials and money. You talked a while back about how 55% of millennials barely tip. I think that was on a show with Dr. Lori. Or don't tip. Most of them don't tip because they don't have the money, but they go out anyway. And the waitress gets charged 8% on their table, even though they don't tip. My opinion of millennials uh, get lower by the day. <laughs> so, <sighs> I mean, by what you're saying, then then that's the exact reason why they're not getting married. And according to this study, the Angus Reid Institute study that... Uh, that was conducted and polled 1,500 people, uh, finances and the cost of weddings is actually one of the reasons where um, millennials are choosing not to get married or choosing to get married later. If you still want to give us your opinion on this, you are more than welcome to 514-800 to text us. But um, we're going to talk about sleeping with an ex. Oh, sleeping with an ex. You know what? I'm going to wait five more minutes. Oh. We're going to talk about that in a bit. We'll quickly talk about staying at home and watching TV, the benefits of shared use for close relationships. A lot of people think, you know, it's not shaming. We always talk about, oh, I just binged watch this. Like it's not the best thing to do. Well, it turns out, and this is from a study um, that was published in 2016 by Sarah Gomillon, Shira Gabrielle, and Carrie Kawakami. Sharing a social identity is a key component of interdependence in romantic relationships. In particular, sharing a social network of friends and family members with a romantic partner enhances relationship quality, but maintaining an integrated social network is not always possible. It means basically that you can't always have an extended circle. You may not have many friends. You may not live close to your family and be able to to just share that with your partner. Um, and then it says, when people lack a shared circle of friends with their partners, sharing media like TV shows, books, and movies with partners may compensate for this mm-hmm. benefit, for this deficit, and restore closeness. Two studies examined the influence of sharing real and fictional s- social worlds on relationship outcomes. And the findings showed that when people lack shared friends with their romantic partners, sharing media predicts great greater relationship quality and people become motivated to share media with their partners. These studies show that shared media can enhance the interdependence and basically compensate for what you're lacking in the social network in the real world. So binge watching with your partner, not such a bad idea. It creates a shared interest. Did you, does that, does that surprise you? Not at all. Not at all, because you get into the same thing and then you have, you're following the same plot lines. It becomes, in a way, like your social circle. You can gossip about or theorize about the characters. Yeah, it's a bonding experience. I mean, my parents, I remember my parents, who I believe are listening right now. Hello, mom. Hello, dad. Um, they would um, watch uh, Wheel of Fortune together all the time. And now they're watching some sort of the fabulous Mrs. Markle. It's like an Amazon Prime series. My father insisted that I watch it with them, which was a bonding experience when I was there over Christmas. So <laughs> That's so great. Yeah, and it's part of the routine. Mama and, Mama and Dad eat dinner. They clean up. They watch Wheel of Fortune. And then they watch the fabulous Mrs. Markle. But you know what? It's so interesting because we've had so many shows with Dr. Lori where I've done like the Facebook Live and it's been the Millennial Panel or the Boys Club or the Fashion, uh, the Passion View and just panelists talking about, you know, how watching television together and everyone's on their phone and they're just 
distracted and they're not spending quality time together. Yeah. Well, you know, this research, and I'm not saying one research proves everything. Please don't jump yeah, down. One study does yes. not prove exactly. everything. Exactly. But based on this, it does it, it does not harm you. So even if you are sitting down in a quiet space with someone, um, just make sure that you talk about it afterwards. I think that's the thing. It's discussing it and having conversations about it. A lot of times people say, oh, going to the movies is a bad first date idea. It's a bad first date idea if you just go to the movies and then you leave afterwards. But if you go to the movies and then do coffee afterwards. And discuss the movie. Yeah. Instead of doing dinner. And or make mo- out during the movie. Maybe. But instead of, I really <laughs> think instead date. of doing dinner and a movie, do movie and a dinner. Or do movie yes. and coffee afterwards. So you can talk about it. And my parents are doing just fine. They've been married 41 years. So really? watching series or TV shows with your partner is definitely a bonding experience as long as it doesn't constitute your entire relationship. I'm curious if any of our listeners, if you do that, if you find that watching shows or, you know, reading the same book as your partner, if that increases your connect your connection with them, let us know. 514-800. Somebody said um, this guy, I think, I can't remember if he called in or texted in on this show, but he said that he likes to ask uh, girls that he dates that he's really interested in what they're reading. Oh, yeah. And then he'll go and read that book or go and grab that oh. book and just to be on, you know, the same page as them. That's cute. Yeah. I thought that was really nice. Uh, we have a text that just came in. It says, um, oh, they're, I believe they're talking about uh, the marriage. It says it's ho- it's a horrible double-edged sword. The poor single mother who is independent uh, looked down when she dates men but doesn't settle. And a childless woman who want the princess moment isn't independent enough. So they're talking about marriage. And I find a lot of stress is placed on us since we have to be the breadwinner and nurturer. And it doesn't help that some men these days expect sex after a coffee, probably because of all the hookup sites that men can get for free. But it's interesting because I think hookup culture, I think women want to hook up just as much. I mean, I don't think Dr. Lori mentioned that uh, as well on one of her shows is that men and women are both interested in that. And, and uh, I think it was on, not, I think it was on the boys club this week where Jay Farrar, who was a guest on the program said that women are very clear. Sometimes they don't want to have sexual relations right away. And sometimes it's like hookup only. I'm not into anything serious. I, I think that women these days are clearer about what they want. Absolutely. Do you find that do you find there's been a shift over the years? I don't know. See, I'm old school. I'm over 40 now. So, oh my I'm... goodness. There we go with the old school. We're going to cut because I don't think it's old school <laughs> at all. CJD 800 news time is coming up to 1030, uh, which means it's time to get the latest from the CJAD 800 newsroom. The following program contains mature subject matter. Listener discretion is advised. From the pleasure to the pain and everything in between. Passion with Dr. Lori. News Talk Radio. CJAD 800. Sitting in tonight is Paris Mansouri. All right. The topic I think everyone's been waiting for. If you are just joining us, my name is Paris. Dr. Lori is away. She is in Florida. You can connect with her at Dr. Lori Batito over on uh, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. You can see all the beautiful pictures she's posting of lovely beaches, and we can live vicariously through her. But thank you so much for joining me tonight. It is Friday night on Passion, which means we talk about love, relationships, and basically anything that has to do with that and sexuality in the news. Joining me in 
studio is Davison. She's a media producer and a host. How can people connect with you? They can find me on YouTube.com slash Davison Video One. I am on Instagram at Instagram.com slash Davison Video and on Twitter at Davison Video. Do you see do you see a theme here? Yes. <laughs> Davison That's, Video. And on go. Patreon, where you can pay to access my content and support me for just ten dollars minimum. Uh, on patreon.com slash Davison Video and see things that you can't see on the internet because you'd get banned. Okay. Well you can see her right now. You're on live somewhere. Uh, what you're on live? Oh yes, you can see me on my YouTube channel. I'd get banned. I said you would get banned if you see my if if you saw my content elsewhere on the internet. No, no, you will not. You will not get banned. I would get banned by publishing that on YouTube. No one's right now. No one's getting banned for watching us live on my YouTube channel. YouTube.com/slash Jason Video One. The first video on the videos tab will be our live stream of this radio show where we are about to talk about sleeping with an ex. Yes, with an ex and. What do you think? Is it a bad idea or a good idea? Depends on the X. Okay. So I, I would love to know what you guys think. 514-800. Is sleeping with an X a bad idea or a good idea? So here's what the study says. If you've ever experienced a breakup, you'll know that getting back into bed with your ex is probably the last thing your friends advised you to do. However, according to a new study published... This week, it may not be such a bad idea after all. This research was led by a team from Michigan's Wayne State University, along with researchers at Ontario's Western University and the University of Toronto. The new study set out to look at whether or not sleeping with an ex could hinder moving on from the relationship. And in the first two studies, the researchers looked at 113 participants who had all recently experienced a breakup and asked them to complete a month-long daily diary to report on their attempts to engage in sexual activity with their ex-partner. Two months later, the participants were then asked to complete an online survey which uh, asked questions such as how emotionally attached they still were to their ex. In the second study, the researchers asked 372 participants to report on their attempted and actual sexual experiences with their ex and whether they still felt emotionally tied to them. The findings published in the journal Archives of Sexual Behavior showed that most participants who attempted to have sex with an ex did end up in bed with them. And the researchers also found that participants who still pined after an ex-partner were more likely to pursue sex with them, possibly as a way of fostering closeness and connection. This is where it gets interesting. However, despite popular belief, having sex with an ex did not seem to hinder moving on after a breakup on a daily basis or even over the course of the next two months. The finding also held true even for those who were still pining for their ex. Sexual relationships did not appear to hinder their ability to move on or leave them feeling distressed or depressed. In fact, it left them feeling more positive in everyday life. Although the researchers commented that the study does not necessarily advocate pursuing sex with an ex following a breakup. There's a lead author uh, of the study. Her name is Stephanie Spielman. She says the research suggests that societal hand-wringing regarding trying to have sex with an ex may not be warranted. So basically, if your friend wants to do it, don't get on their case. Don't yell at them if they want to do it, but still be supportive with them. And and Davison is not agreeing. But there's some truth to if you're under him, you ain't getting over him. They say that it doesn't hinder it, though. That's what the research says. But it does. What has your anecdotal personal experience been? If I am hooking up with an ex, generally speaking, 
I'm not fully over him and I'm not trying to get over him. You know, I, I, I mean, every circumstance is unique, but Paris, yourself? I have never tried to do it. I'm very much a... When once we, it's over, yeah, it's over? Yeah, I don't. And why is once it's over, it's over for you? Maybe that's the answer. It's not why. It's just I'm very decisive. Like, okay. I'm very much like, if I tell you I'm going to do something, rain or shine, like you, I will, if I owe you something, if I say I'm going to do something, I'm just going to follow through on that. And if I make a decision, I don't flip flop on it. Well, sex is such a bonding activity that that's why people say if you if you want the relationship to end, if you want to move on, the easiest way is to just cut off the sex. Right. Because if you're still because there's that chemical bonding, that oxytocin, all those hormones get going when your hormones get going. And so it's 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 perpetuating the attachment so it's just better i think it's just better to not do it if you truly want the relationship to end but i guess in some circumstances people want this slow separation right or they want they have needs they have sexual needs that they want to have met and they can compartmentalize and shut off the emotional attachment part then maybe it's going to work for them but i i think that you know the best way to get over someone is to cut them off completely sexually emotionally and communication wise and there's even the saying, too, if you want to get over someone, you got to get under someone else. So that's more proof positive that sex really does keep people together. A texter says, I think it could be good or bad. Unfortunately, it could recreate attachment. But at yeah. least you know your ex well. And if you feel safer than with a stranger and you know your ex is not an ex murderer. <laughs> that's true. If you still have that, you know, this is something that's never happened to me and I've never experienced. But guys, I mean, the research I guess we don't care about what the research said is that gut feeling that, you know, trying to move on from someone, but still creating an attachment and tie to them is a bad thing. 514-800, what do you think? The research says sleeping with an ex is not always a bad idea. What do you think? Um, I... And it's also bad if one partner might be taking advantage of the other because rarely are breakups mutual. You know, there's always one person who cares a little bit more. So they might be holding on. It might be affecting them more. And they're coping with this sadness and just taking what they can get from the partner that's offering them at least that sexual intimacy. And that's, yeah, well, it happens. It's happened many times, probably happening right now during the course of this radio broadcast. Two exes are banging listening to this. If you are, let us know. Run away, girl. Run away. Don't. Why? Why to the girl? Why are you saying that to the girl? (laughs) Davidson, you are guilty right now. Of what? Sexism? Um, I don't know if it's sexism, but... but Stereotypes? Yes. Well, no. I mean, generally speaking, though, women are develop stronger emotional attachments when it comes to sex and have a harder time compartmentalizing than men. But there are some women that are capable of just having very casual relationships or they are using their ex for that safe sex and pining after the guy that works in the legal department and is waiting for that moment, that date with the guy in the legal department, and then she'll just chuck the guy that she's getting her, you know... <laughs> sustenance sex with i I don't know what to make of sustenance sex i I don't know what utilitarian you don't know what i'm talking about (laughs) no i just don't know why the legal department um (laughs) coming up we're gonna talk about honest sex tips uh that women want you to know buzzfeed has a list of 25 and davison and i off the air we were going through this list and and you know one tip after the next we're like these are really really bad tips so tip number one you don't always need to take tips word for word and then what we're going to do is we're going to go over this list we're going to 
share it with you guys. And I'd love to hear uh, from you if you agree or disagree with some of these tips that men are giving to other, uh, sorry, that women are giving to other women and other men or people they're having sexual relations with. If you're just tuning in, this is Passion. We're on weeknights from 10 to 11, talking love, sex, and relationships. Usually, you hear Dr. Lori's voice, but she's away on vacation. She's going to be back on Wednesday night, and I'm going to keep her chair warm until then. Uh, Tonight, we're talking about sex, love, and relationships in the news. You can join our conversation at 514-800. It's Sex Out Loud, and you're welcome to listen in. Passion on CJAD 800. Sitting in tonight is Paris Mansouri. Welcome back to the program. Uh, We've been talking about a lot of things, actually, this past hour. We talked about marriage being unnecessary or necessary, sleeping with an ex, whether it's a good or bad idea, watching television or binge watching a show or getting a partner into a program that you watch. We had a text uh, come in uh, from someone who says, I got someone I'm seeing. (laughs) It's actually really funny. I got someone I'm seeing into The Walking Dead. And uh, do you watch that, Davison? No. Okay. I got some uh, someone I'm seeing into The Walking Dead. And at first it was great. He kept watching it and said it was addictive. Then one day he said the show was sometimes boring. I no longer text him unless he texts me. I love the show so much. I was insulted. <laughs> that you're is not a- soulmates because you're not. Sh- if you're not showmates, you're not soulmates. I think that's our new quote. That was a wonderful text. Whoever texted that in definitely got a haha out of us. With that, uh, if you're just joining us, this is Passion. Uh, Davison is my co-host tonight. Dr. Lori is away. My name is Paris. And for this final segment, we're going to talk about honest sex tips that women want you to know about buzzfeed has a list of 25 and um i i I don't know what to i don't know if i'm disappointed or surprised or let down i thought women would have a better list so what i'm gonna do is i'm gonna go over uh some of these tips that women had for their sexual partners whether they're men or women and i want you to let me know if you agree with one if you don't agree if if you have your own tips that you want to share 514-800 so um One of them, actually, this one wasn't bad. It says, foreplay is important, very important. The more, the better. It may seem obvious, but it isn't to a lot of people. (laughs) Another one said, stretching beforehand really helps. I only do so when it's a prearranged session, but that way I can do it before the person arrives. So do you stretch before? I have never stretched before sex. Like, what are you going to do? Oh, hold on a second. I'm just going to find a wall. Need to stretch my hamstrings and my calves. I've been having a little issue with my Achilles tendon. No, you would think that the activity actually, if you take it slow with the foreplay, maybe that could kind of be like stretching, right? Yeah. Would Would you find it odd if your partner said, "Wait, let me stretch"? Yeah, very odd. <laughs> okay, five one four eight hundred. Let us know what your tips are. Um, somebody else suggested don't apply so much pressure to our lady bits with your fingers. It's a pretty sensitive spot, and when you do that, the desire and passion just go away. Well, no, it depends what part of the lady bits. Yes, you do not want to apply excessive ple- uh, pressure to the clitoris, probably. Uh, but the, it depends the, on the, 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 the vagina inside, of course, you want to give a girl a good fingering. <laughs> but, I can't believe I just said that on the not... air. Give a girl a good fingering. Make sure you curve the fingers and you go at it. All right. Sorry, that... Dad, if you're still listening, cover your ears. I hope. Okay. So. Five one four eight hundred. If you have your own tips, but it's interesting because everyone's different. Everyone's body parts are different. Everyone's 
you know, pleasure points are general, but I mean, some people yeah. enjoy certain things more than others. Yeah. Uh, there so was... subjective, so personal. Keep going. Keep going with this ridiculous list uh, written by an intern. There, somebody, somebody else says there's no point in giving oral if you're not going to pay special attention to the clit. Um, and then they go on into that about what feels good and what doesn't. And honestly, it's, it's, I, I honestly think when there's a failure in oral pleasure, it's a failure of, of communication. Exactly. You don't want the other person to feel bad. So maybe just position yourself differently or guide them, guide them or move on. Exactly. Um, Oh, this one. A tip for deep throating. Keep your tongue at the back of your mouth. It helps so you don't gag. Keep the t- your tongue at the back of your I, mouth? I don't understand. This is a what, legitimate why are you, list. Like this? Like you're supposed to put it up at the roof of your mouth? This or is for anyone you're joining You're supposed us. to swallow your own tongue? It's Isn't a, that a recipe for, for basically asphyxiating yourself? BuzzFeed has this list. It's a list of 25 tips. Dick apnea tips. instead of sleep apnea? The, <laughs> the tips are 25 tips given by women. Um... And BuzzFeed felt that they were... BuzzFeed usually has really great lists. That's why it's surprising to to see, uh, you know, them put something like this together. To me, it's not. I mean, this person was rushed. It was probably Friday at 3 p.m. They're like, how do I write 25 tips? Just 25 and throw them together. There's another one that says, girls, look at your man when you're giving oral. Uh, Really make make intense eye contact as you're giving oral. Stare them down. There's another one. Uh, I'm I'm skipping over the really crass ones, by the way. Uh, there's, this one's not bad. It what says, a shame. Invest in sex toys and some lubricant. So these tips are just general tips on how to have ex- an acceptable, normal vanilla sex life. Thank you, BuzzFeed. Here's another one. Tip number 19. This is so often. Please tell, let us if, know if you agree that these are not such great tips. 514 800 uh, or if you think they're great tips, let us know too. Uh, girls always go pee after sex. That is not true. I agree that, that... some girls go during. <laughs> I am the comedic relief tonight for this list. I yeah, should have written this list. This list should be on my YouTube channel, guys. Well, I should I w- improve this list. I will share this with you, and you can do that after I tip will. number twenty-three. Don't say yes to things just to please the other person. That's not bad. Well, I, but I disagreed with this point right oh. before the show. Remember that sometimes you, you, you have to be good giving in game. And I think sometimes it's okay to do things that you're not totally into, but your partner's really into. Because you're never probably going to have the exact same needs. You know, just try something different, do something for them, and then move on to something that you want. Let's have that conversation either before or after. Make sure you do that. It's part of your open conversation, whether it's a one-night stand or it's a regular relationship, or it's your long-term partner. Uh, We were actually talking about this on the Boys Club earlier this week, uh, where one of the guests was saying uh, that he actually didn't think it was good to guide the person while you're being intimate. You should wait until afterwards so they don't feel awkward in the moment. No, it depends on the dynamic. It depends on the relationship. I think it's okay to guide the person during, and I wouldn't think it was insulting to be guided as long as they like did like laugh at you or push you away. Everyone's so different, right? So that's the type of sex that dude's, dude wants. Uh, maybe I want a different type of sex. And this list is every, 25 different people's little tips that are very subjective or boring. And so let's move on. And absolutely. We shall move on to this amazing text that I think caps oh, off oh. The, the, the feeling. Is it that a hot the, tip? I'm, no, it's, it's honestly, I think, what a lot of us are thinking while going through this list. These tips bite. 
every woman is different. Exactly. Amen to that. Thank you so much. That's it. The hour. The just, show's over. It is. It flew by. Damn. Thank you so much for joining us. Um, for texting in. You guys are. We, you listen to us, but know that you are such a great part of the show. You keep the conversation flowing. Davison, where can people connect with you? you they can find me on youtubecom video one I am Davison Video on Instagram and on Twitter. And you can support me on Patreon for a, a tiny amount of money, ten dollars a month, at patreoncom video. Thank you so much for joining me. Thank you all for tuning in. Thank you to Dave Simon for getting this show to air. You've been listening to Passion. I'm going to be back on with you Monday night for the Millennial Panel. If you want to connect with me, it's at Paris Mansouri on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Have a great weekend, everyone. I hope you have a great rest of the evening. And remember to live your life with passion. Passion.